This is Rain City Jerks. We're back. We're back. Don't worry, Graham. We're not going anywhere. True. Uh, we were away because of poor planning and uh, sorry, I guess. But our numbers are increasing, though. So you awesome. Know, you you make them. You make them want it a little bit. So yeah. Here we are. We're back. You if you dirty expected bitches. anything other than poor planning from us, you don't know us very well. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say we are doing pretty well considering all things considered. I mean, Sunday afternoons are pretty easy to remember. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we just didn't double record. That's one, right. One time. We just didn't double record because uh, breaking news, me, your lovable host, Jack, uh, I was in New York and well, just the East Coast, but I was in New York for a music festival. Mm. Was, did, was it festive? It was the most fun I've had at live music events in a long time. Yeah. Uh, certainly in a festival setting. And uh, I was on the fence. I was nervous about booking those tickets and getting out there and everything. I remember. Because uh, I'm... Cost a, you a pretty penny. Not that much. I, I spent total total on the whole trip probably seven fifty maybe not maybe not even that much yeah yeah I kept it pretty tight where'd you stay in New York I stayed at the Chelsea Hostel okay not the Hotel Chelsea where Sid killed Nancy and you know you could pay for rent with paintings or poems or something where I would have wanted to stay if I lived in New York in the seventies yeah um. The inflation on poetry has gone yeah. way up. The famous Chelsea Hotel. Uh, I didn't stay there. I stayed at the less famous Chelsea Hostel. And Was it a hostile environment? It was a hostile environment, yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't go to the kitchen, the heart of any hostel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't do that. When I, I got there, I didn't get to the hostel until like 2 a.m. Yeah. And I had to check in, and there were these like smoke show girls outside from uh, Croatia. Oh yeah, were they from? They were in that general region. I don't. Know if, I'm not sure if it was Croatia, but I think it was Croatia. Dude, Zagreb, Croatia is known for having the most beautiful women. Yeah, in all of the Balkan countries. Yeah, and so they're just like outside, just like honking on cigarettes. Sure, of course, right? Naturally, naturally, and they're like. Where are you from? And I was like, oh, America. You know, like, like, what are the chance? I'm be like, I'm not going to try to explain like the concept of Seattle. They've probably heard of Seattle. Yeah, but right? they don't it's know where international they city. don't know where it is. Yeah, you know, I, I used when I used to go to Europe as a youth, people would ask where you're from, mm-hmm. and we just started saying Boston because that was the closest big city. Yeah, and people still don't like know where they've just heard of Boston. They don't know anything. What is it? Just like New York and L.A. Kind of. Yeah. Nothing else. Pretty much Chicago, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Bemidji, Minnesota. Yeah, the general concept of Texas. It's like its own country. It is. Here and there. But anyway, so uh, I never saw them again, but it was fine. Chelsea was cool. The hostel was on a street that had its own police precinct, or okay. like a police precinct was on the same street. and so, so you felt safe is what you're saying. I was smoking weed all over the place. Didn't even give a fuck. Yeah. Uh, Dude, it's legal in New York. I think it is now because I saw like one weed store. Yeah. And I don't know how that works if there's only one. And their prices were outrageous. Of course. Um, Got to go with the delivery service, man. Yeah. That's what my brother does. He delivers weed? No, he has weed delivered to him. Oh, he's, bet- mu- he's much too important to be a weed delivery man in addition to like 
but I a bet medical that, doctor. I bet that that's like way more expensive too. I don't know. I mean, if there's like one retail outlet, they can price gouge so hard because every like tourist and square who wants weed, they'll like look up weed shop and be like, oh, this is where I got to go. Right. And they'll get there and it's just like, well, I guess I guess I got to buy this weed. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't going to spend $80 on uh, a, a, uh, an eighth of pre-rolls. I was like, get no. fucked. Get fucked. No. <laughs> This is like sixteen dollars. It was home. like, f- does the math add up? It was five half grams. So no, that's a uh, five half grams. So that's like twenty five. Two and a half grams. Two and a half grams for like eighty. So like seventy five dollars. I was like, get fucked. Yeah. Like no way. Yeah. Uh, but then someone came in and bought that pack of joints immediately after you because probably. they're dumb and yeah. have money to throw around, and they're like from Iowa or yeah. something. So I just didn't smoke weed for a few days, and it was fine. It was wow. cool. I smoked some of my mom's weed yeah. when I went to go visit my parents. How did that stack up? It was fine, but not very good. I smoked it one night. And I was like, I'm good. I'm just not going to smoke weed. It'll That's be fine. Uh, when my mom died, I got the task of like going to her place and sorting through all of her possessions, mm-hmm. and I got about an ounce of weed nice. uh, from her items. Uh, and she had like maybe... A few grams of good stuff, and then it was just swag. Yeah. Yeah, it was mom super weed. swaggy, mom weed. And, uh, yeah, I just smoked it in the in the lean times. For sure. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the hostel, um, the Chelsea hostel. Chelsea's a great neighborhood. Love it. I wish I brought my roller skates. Sure. But I didn't really feel like... That's a lot to pack. It's a lot. It to, takes up yeah. a lot of room. Ex- yeah. If you, I, unless you could have like worn them on the plane. Yeah. Like it would have been. An, I wish I had them, but it was fine that I didn't. Yeah. Um, Chelsea's great. Had a great breakfast there. The one place called this this restaurant called Jack's Wife Frida. Mm-hmm. And it was popping, busy, yeah. busy. Sure. And I just walked up, and I was like, just one. They're like, oh, you want to sit at the counter? I was like, yes, I fucking do. And just like walked right in. And uh, got a fantastically cooked flank steak, like just mm-hmm. like perfectly cooked flank steak. It's easy to fuck up a flank yeah. steak. And uh, eggs and just everything was done perfectly. Yeah. And the dudes at the counter were so attentive to like my coffee. And it was yeah. just like I tipped so heavy because it was just like everything was like perfect. Yeah. You pretty much had to at yeah. that point. Like, it was, like I'm not even mad about it. No, like, like no, they it earned was, it. It was perfection. Jack's wife, Frida. Uh, so anyway, go to the festival. The first night, it's uh, in a warehouse space. And I haven't been to like a warehouse show in quite some time. Grew up doing that in Rhode Island. Uh, but so I get there and it's a secret show. You got to like, I had to like get the address out of a couple different people. I had to like do some channel searching, you know. Despite having like presumably paid for entry into this no, festival beforehand, I, I could only buy tickets for the second night because they weren't selling tickets mm. above uh, beforehand because it's at an, like an illegal show. Oh, spot. I see. I see. I like, didn't want to alert the uh, authorities. It's as you know. I don't know if you've been to many warehouse shows, but like you know, it's a giant art space that seven hippies have built like lofts into. Yeah. And there's like you know, a bathroom and a kitchen. And basically we're just having a party in their living room. Yeah. 
Uh, were they there, yeah, those hippies? Yeah. And were they into it or were they doing like damage control the whole time? They were into it. Okay, good. Uh, they were like the people were smoking inside. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Cigarettes. Yeah. Wow. And then, uh, then there was an announcement. Like, these are all baby punks who were smoking inside. Like everyone was like early twenties who sure. were smoking inside. I was sure, like, sure. Fucking dorks. Like then they made them go smoke in the hallway. Very small space. There's yeah. probably 200 people there. And, uh, all the bands fucking ripped, but I was there specifically to see Brooks, uh, a Spanish hardcore band. And, uh, which translates to brute. I looked that up. B R U T E or B R U T. B R U T E. Okay. But B R U X. Yeah, is, yeah. Is the, is the same thing. Which makes sense. Right, in Spanish. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then the other band I was there to see was GT. and But this other band that was there called React. Uh, Reactor Research Corporation, mm-hmm. fucking murder! Like I'm so fucking good. This band is like unreal. Uh, from Australia, the drummer is in like nine different bands. Uh, one being Coffin, and they tour with Amel and the Sniffers. I saw them in Seattle, so I get to this venue and I see this guy walking around. I'm like, "Is your name Ben?" He was like, "Yeah." I was like, dude, I fucking saw you open for Amel in Seattle you killed it. And just like, we were buddies after that. Sure. And, uh, yeah, it was sick. Just like, I've I've been thinking about this. Like it was some of the most fun slam dancing I've done. I've, I've been drawing a line between moshing and slam dancing. I would define what we were doing as slam dancing. And what's the difference? I think the difference is that, moshing is more coordinated sure and structured and there's more of a hard edge with malicious intent okay uh you're not necessarily trying to hurt somebody but you're not not trying to hurt somebody okay when you're moshing when you're moshing okay with slam dancing uh you're just you know you're kind of just like a a crowd is just like a bunch of molecules and then the band is like the energy being put into it so it's like you're boiling the crowd you know what mm-hmm. i mean and so you're just like bouncing off each other like boiling water molecules like heated mo- water molecules that didn't describe it at all no no not really so you're like slamming into each other yeah you know just bouncing around you're not aiming for anybody's head you're not punching you're not kicking you're just so more like, like pogo dancing pogo dancing then. yeah that's what i mean yeah just okay. like but like you know pushing and shoving and like if you fall on the ground like nine hands are grabbing you and like uh i don't know it was just it was just fun no malicious intent at all just like gotcha, just gotcha. pure just like uh aggressive but unaggressiveness mm-hmm. you know what i mean just like no one's hurt no one's trying to hurt or be hurt or like get hurt and yeah. so you're just like you're pushing hard but like everybody can take it yeah it's just like low body checks and that kind of stuff okay girls were in it you know what i mean it's safe uh yeah research reactor research corporation check them out if if uh you're into that sort of thing mm. i found out there's there's a new genre of punk that uh, I've been into for years, but I didn't know that it had a its own specific name, that being egg punk, as opposed to chain punk. Mm-hmm. 
and it's all started via some memes around like 2013, I think. Okay. And so the meme, you can imagine this meme in your head fairly easily if you're of a certain age, but Skeeter from Doug is egg punk, whereas Roger Klotz is chain punk. Okay. It's just it's just goofy punk, just like silly goofy punk, just silly goofy punk. Were you aware of the existence of chain punk? No, these are prior both, to these this. are both like new terminology. Are these like me. East Coast punk? No styling. If anything, it's more Midwest. Okay. Uh, there's a band called the Coneheads that kind of like solidified this like sound. It used to be called Devocore, but nobody wanted to call it Devocore, so now it's called Egg Punk. Okay. I don't know where Egg comes from. But yeah, the, this band from the Midwest called the Coneheads kind of like, I, I wouldn't say they originated it, but like they nirvanaed it, if you know what I mean. Like they, yeah. they took a bunch of elements and like made it into a thing where there's like, they're drawing from all It was the it. first time people kind of took notice of this scene. I think so, yeah. yeah. Jay, Coneheads. Re- Jay Retard is definitely like the Iggy Pop of this. Proto-egg punk. At proto-egg punk, Yeah. He's like, yeah, the proto egg punk guy. Okay. So if you like like crazy guitars, crazy lyrics, and synthesizers, uh, egg punk is probably for you. Yeah, I like it when uh, punk music has like the circus calliope, yeah, kind of sound. Yeah, that's really fun. Uh, the Cowboys do that really well. They were on a couple of their songs on that playlist you sent me. Okay, the egg punk versus chain punk, right? But it's almost more like an alt country egg punk. Interesting. Most of their songs, to... like they have a couple songs that are punky, but then a lot of it is just really kind of like steel guitar, calliope music, kind of forlorn. Hmm. Yeah, I have to check it out a little bit more. Yeah. Check it out a little bit more on Spotify. There's a if you look up egg punk, there's some good playlists to get a feel for what the fuck I'm talking about. If you're interested. Even if you're not interested, go look at it. Yeah, maybe you'll be interested. Come on, pussy, do it. And then the second night of the festival was at this venue called TVI, and named after Iggy's song. Mm-hmm. They had a big mural of Iggy there. It was tight. I got a shirt. Uh, and I was there to see uh, Prison Affair, mm-hmm. who I'm completely obsessed with. And two-thirds of Prison Affair is two-thirds of Brooks from mm. the night before. Okay. Uh, Prison Affair, fucking murdered it. So fucking fun. Great show. Uh, then there was this hardcore, or I'm sorry, this oi band from Montreal called Breton Armé, and which seems kind of, a little out of place. Yeah, a little bit, but they fucking uh, like. I'm not even into oi music. Yeah. Like they fucking killed so fucking hard. Uh, that translates to Concrete Army. Mm-hmm. Breton. Uh, yeah, if you like, I don't know, hard, aggressive music, check out Breton Arme, A-R-M-E. A-R-M-E. Cool. The song Hypocrite. Listen to that one. If you don't get hyped to that, I don't know, something... Then you're probably a hypocrite. Yeah. Yeah, they're singing about you, and it's a little too on the nose. He had this, like, it's not really on the recording, but on the live set, he had this, like, echo edge on his vocals that just sounded sick as fuck i don't know how to explain it maybe that's just the way his voice sounds yeah his voice is great the the french accent the the music is fantastic tight like tight tight 
but his voice is like what really pushes it. Yeah. Kind of high pitched in a way. Hmm? Anyway, great, time. Then, great went, time. then I went to go see my family and less great time. Uh, so you're saying that hanging out with the family wasn't as good as the music festival. Correct. Yeah. I did get to see my nephew, yeah. which was cool. Is he in any sort of egg punk or hardcore punk bands? He's dressing like it because I okay. sent him clothes. I I got some black uh, toddler overalls. Okay. And I bleach dyed them. It's pretty good. And uh, I glued uh, some patches on them. Yeah. Some, I glued three butterfly patches on the front part of the bib mm-hmm. and a little... Uh, he he lives on a pig farm. Okay, and so I glued a little cute little pig patch in his left hand pocket, so it looks like there's a little pig coming out of his pocket. That's pretty cool. My sister thinks it's cute. Is he your uh, favorite nephew? He's my only nephew, so too. he's your favorite and least favorite. Yeah. Okay. He's talking now, so that's crazy. Look who's talking now. Uh, what is he like? Three, four? About to be three. About to be three. Okay. Yeah. We went to the playground. Dude's climbing ladders like uh, like nobody's business. Very coordinated, very strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw him naked. Got some good hang on the kid. You know what you I mean? Know. I I was like, wow. When that kid gets gets older, that's going to be a formidable a formidable dick. Which kind of makes me gives me uh, what am I trying to say? It. I cannot think, like, cannot think. I knew his daddy had a big dick, is what I'm trying to say. It It made you rethink pedophilia. No. Uh, No. Uh, But the, I knew, I knew my sister was a size queen, Mm -hmm. and seeing her son's dick, I was like, yeah, his daddy's definitely got a big dick. How'd you find out your sister was a size queen? Just by the type of guy she always dates. Okay. Tall, skinny guys. Tall, skinny guys. Yeah. Man, it'd be suck to be one of those tall, skinny guys and have, like, a tiny pea shooter yeah i mean it's gotta happen but there's something about a tall skinny guy that you're just like i you know he's got a hog on him just looks bigger i don't know in reference to i don't like think so I, I there's something about tall cool skinny guys limbs. They, they got like in my experience in my my travels mm-hmm. it just seems like tall skinny guys have usually got a fucking crank on them yeah when i was skinnier my dick was much bigger <laughs> I don't know. I think the hang is bigger. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. Awesome. Uh, things are going pretty normal over on my end. Uh, been doing this sweet myofascial release technique on a lot of people's lower backs. This is new for you? New skill you learned? New skill, new skill. So like... How'd you learn that? Just started pulling on people's muscles. I mean, you like read a book, you watch something? No, I just started moving things around. Okay. I got my hands on bodies all day, every day. Okay. And you know, sometimes... So most people think, oh, massage. Yeah, now you're the, fucking people up. Yeah, exactly. That's what people think of. They think it's pressure. Yeah. With a fist or a knuckle or like a grabbing. But then there's like this whole discipline of like skin stretching. Mm-hmm. So like in the lower back, there's like four different muscles that all kind of connect at a common spot. And instead of just pushing on them, what you got to do is you got to grab where the muscles join into each other and pull them apart. Mm-hmm. So you find these seams and you pull on them and you have to just kind of like grab them and hold them and stretch the skin in all these different directions. And at first you're like, okay, well, this isn't doing anything. But then you feel it start to like pull like taffy. 
it's pulling like taffy and you can feel the person makes a reaction. They'll kind of like, they'll kind of go like, ooh, and tell that they're, they're having a uh, physical release when you pull on them. But then sometimes you got to be careful because you'll be like, oh, I'm doing this awesome like taffy pulling myofascial release work. Uh, but then the client isn't into it at all. Mm. They're just like, oh, I wish this guy would just fuck me up with his elbows. So, yeah, you know. It's, How do they uh, tell you they're not into it? You can kind of read their body. Like, uh, are you familiar with uh, vibing? No. You've never I know, like I know how to vibe. Yeah, but, but you've never you've never been like vibing. Okay, so let let's say let's say you're maybe you're, I don't know. Tell me. Okay, so let's say you're at this show. Okay, you're at, you're at a show and there's a first band and it's like, you know, they're they're awesome, they're killing it. You're like, yeah, you're you're vibing to the music. Oh, okay, sure. And yeah. then the next band comes on and it's not even like they're they're a bad band. It's just like it doesn't really do it for you. Yeah, absolutely. You're not okay. vibing, and it's just like you don't feel animated by the energy of what's okay. going on. Okay. So when someone's on the table, even if they're not like saying anything, you can just kind of like feel. It's like reading a room. Yeah, you can just kind of feel that there's a there's a there's an energy going through their body where they're kind of reacting to your touch as opposed to just being like dead meat. Okay. Yeah. You know, or like, I don't know. I'm sure at least once between the two of us, there's been a time where we've been, you know, trying to have sex. And it's like, oh, this girl's just not. Oh, yeah. You're doing your moves and she's like. Mm -hmm. Or vice versa. Or vice versa. Yeah. And it's like, OK, well, this works on some people. Yeah. But I mean, anything, any any practiced skill is not going to have a 100 percent hit rate. Man, it's. Uh, I see a lot of people who will go to practice a skill. Well. Let's not beat around the bush. Talking about open mic comedy. Uh-huh. Yeah, and they'll go to like a shit open mic. Right. Shit open mic and then get mad that they strike out. Yeah, well, that's just a new And it's comic. like, yeah, you. well, it's new or even like, I don't know, practice comics. If you're a practice comic and you're still getting, if you can't just like, if you, if you see a shit mic, like you should be able to identify a shit mic and set it up to like, Okay, this is what I can expect. And then like yeah. you're not disappointed. You're like I did as well as I could do in Absolutely. this. You know, and it's kind of like you should be able to do that, but there's there's reasons why you might not be able to. Like you had a shitty day. You know, you you wrote something new where you're like, "Oh, I'm fucking I'm feeling this." And you just try to like force it. But yeah, you know, you're you're right. An experienced comic should be able to do it. And uh, if they don't, maybe they're not experienced as they were. Yeah. Anyways, massage is going good. Uh, looking at renting a little space. and Just so uh, you have somewhere to go or get a new roommate. Oh, no. So I'm, uh, I'm still going to do the practice out of my house. But uh, so for those of you who don't know, I massage out of my house. I have a spare room. It's not a spare room. It's a dedicated massage space. Uh, but it's kind of weird bringing strangers there mm -hmm. or like if a new client calls and you know, they, they're usually vibing pretty good. And then I'm like, Oh, by the way, I practice out of my house. Right. And then it's like, I don't want to go to this guy's house who I've never met before. Stranger danger. You know, it's a real thing. I get it. I don't really want a stranger in my house either, but I'll do it for $80 an hour. Right. But then with this new space that I'm renting, I'll be able to start them out there. 
And they're like, oh, this guy's pretty good. I trust this guy. He's not going to cut me up and eat me. And then what? You can cut him a deal? Well, no. Then I can be like, hey, you know, I massage here Saturday and Sunday. But if you'd like a massage any other day of the week, I have this, you know, home studio space that you're welcome to come to. Mm. It's nearby. It's not far away. One's in Queen Anne. One's in Wallingford. Just a stone's throw as the crow flies. I don't think that's what that means. Uh, But yeah, no, that'll be a nice little bump in business for me. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, been getting, been getting bookings, man. Things, yeah. things are happening for me. Sick for for massage and for comedy. Uh, how how do you feel about about how how many minutes would you feel comfortable doing? If 30, someone thirty, if, thirty. If someone was like, "Hey, will you do forty five? I could do forty five. You could do forty five. Fifteen would be a know. stretch. Fifteen, I could do it, but yeah. it would be a little tight. Mm-hmm. It would, you know, I wouldn't be doing. Might be like forty one. It might be forty one. I'm probably gonna do some crowd work. Sure. You got to do some crowd work, man. Yeah. I mean, I think that if you're gonna but, do a set that long, yeah. like you have to do some crowd work anyway. Yeah. You know, it would, it's what people want to see. I'd play around at the beginning a lot more than I normally do. Yeah. Uh, the guy that I opened up for on Thursday, I was like, "When do you want the light?" Mm-hmm. And he said he was doing a fifty minute set. <laughs> He asked for the light at 30 minutes. Weird. Yeah. So what I think it was doing, he like was fucking around for the first 30 minutes. And it was. He was like mostly crowd work for the first half hour. And then for the last 20 minutes, it seemed like he had like 20 minutes of tight jokes that he was trying to run. So, yeah, man. You've seen Instagram. You've seen Instagram comedy. People are clamoring for crowd work. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting how we let... The algorithm change culture. The algorithm is culture. Kind of, I guess. It is now. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Things are going good for me in the comedy world, too. Yeah. Uh, my schedule is a little open, but, like, I'm getting... I'm, I'm booking for, like, the new year, basically. Sure. <clears throat> uh, comedy's about to hit the winter standstill. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah, fucking November to January. Yeah, Late November to early January, just like there's no point in trying to get on a show because it's going to be shit. It's going to be shit. It's going to be Christmas. Do mics if you can. Yeah. Whatever, I guess. But like any show you go to, it's going to be garbage because everyone's either out of town or their family's in town or like just the holidays stink for comedy. Yeah. I'm kind of Pe- looking. People want to be merry. Yeah. I'm kind of looking forward to it. Social honestly. criticism. I've got some art projects I want to work on. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just stay busy, but just, you know, do art in other ways. Like, uh, paint by numbers. Yeah. I want to make some more paper mache masks Mm -hmm. and work on some more music. Uh, I feel really inspired by this, uh, festival I went to, to just do other avenues of art. That's sick. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm lining stuff up for the new year. And some away shows and stuff. I do want to get more into laughs, but, you know, that place is... Yeah, they've got fickle whims. I probably just need to start going there more. That does seem to be one of the things they care about. FaceTime. But, like, it's happened to me twice now where they put me on, like, oh, uh... 
so we'll get you on a Thursday because I'm booked every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, we'll get you on a Thursday. And they're like, oh, actually, it's not happening anymore. Sorry. Just like, cool. Okay. And then they don't offer like, hey, but what about this one? Or, you know mm-hmm, what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's like, what is, you know, I don't know. What is going on over there? But I would like <clears throat> more stage time. I would like more stage time at club comedy, too. I would like more stage time almost anywhere. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I'm getting stage time. People are positive about booking me and uh, telling other people that I am bookable. So I don't know. You got you to ride that fine line between being annoying and like you got to be a little annoying to get work. Like, Yeah, I mean there's – and as a producer, you know, I don't particularly mind it either because yeah. like, if you're like, yeah, just fucking remind me because like, yeah, I'm a person too and I have nine million other things going on and like sometimes I forget shit. So like, It's unlikely that any one person requesting will be more annoying right. than the 100 other people right. asking to be on your show. Right. Yeah. And if you're in this in this world, you you know what I mean? Like you give it some – like, oh, this person wants work. Like, okay. Yeah. So – uh, yeah, it's easy to tell when you're being a dick or not being a dick. Right. But maybe not for some people. I don't know. I always, I always like, I don't want to be like, oh, I'm sorry for even asking. But like, at the same time, like, I'm just like, hey, could, like, I would love to do this. Like, thanks for the consideration. Yeah, you just have to couch it in like positive language. Right, exactly. So it's not like, you know. Hey, not trying to be a pest. Like, Yeah, then it's like, okay, well, you're a pest. Right. That's the first thing you said is I am a pest. Right. People think that I'm a pest. When I ask for favors, they immediately want to spray me with <laughs> chemicals that will kill me. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You just gotta, yeah, be be gracious when asking for. Yeah, there's there, there's there's a couple different skills that I see some people have that I don't. One of them is just being able to talk forever mm-hmm. about anything. Yeah, and the other one is asking for favors from strangers. I can do that one. Both of those things are. They 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 rub me the wrong way a little bit. They go, nah. Maybe maybe that's not the right way to say it. But uh, yeah, it's hard for me to do. Yeah, the more time you spend in comedy, the, the or for me anyway, I'm learning that the better you are at like business, the better you are at navigating comedy. Like, sure, it's not just about being funny. Well, it's, yeah, that's that's about like networking and making connections yeah, with other which people. I kind of stink at. But like I see people who are good at that and mm-hmm. then they get things and you're like, okay. Well, and and you've been around Seattle comedy long enough that you have a reputation and you've made a lot of connections with people just by virtue of time. I think so. And you you're kind of exploiting that network now. Like I think so, yeah. Which is, you know, that I you, I think that as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, you're not just thinking that uh, on your own. Forgot the word. I would love to know if I have haters. I would love to know if people are mad that I get on things. Like I would just like I want to know. Like I, I, it's the kind of thing. Like you can never really like know what other pe- how other people see you. I, mm-hmm. I would just like the closest you can get to is like a roast battle. But sure, like, that's not even like completely. It's still a, just like a a funhouse mirror. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I would love to know what my, like actually my my standing is in Seattle comedy. Like I think it would make me laugh at like 
I don't know. Maybe it would make me cry. And like, really? I, I don't. Like, I don't. I don't think you got haters. I don't. Uh, maybe you. You. Your. Your. Like, progress chart. No one's really given you anything. Mm-hmm. Like everything that you have, you've kind of earned through like time spent and making the shows yourself and like putting in time. Sure. Uh, it's not like people are like, hey, this guy. Uh, I'm not cutting I, the line. I sure like him. I'm just going to give him a ton of work. Or, oh, right. he meets this demographic check mark. I'm going to put him on a ton of shows. Uh, you know, both of us have like demographics working pretty strongly against us. Yes. In a lot of ways. And yeah, you know, it's like we have to be that much better to stand out. Uh, I probably shared this with you before. Like we're, we're not really competing against each other. No, we're competing against like, like Bo Johnson. Right. Basically we're competing against like the highest level guys in the city who have the spots that we want. True. And you know, uh, you might get a spot. I might get a spot, but those are going to be few and far between. We want to be, you know, the household names. And that takes a uh, it takes you know luck and talent and perseverance. Yeah, I think that's where the business part of it comes into. Yeah, because there's a few comics I can think of. I will not name names who uh, kind of just like reemerged into the scene, and then like their cohorts have elevated themselves in the scene and have you know more slots in their cadre, so to speak. And sure. so they can just be like, oh, I remember this guy. And they're funny, but like, like yeah. oh, I remember this guy. And then yeah. they're like, come on up here. Well, again, that's relationships. Right. Well, of course you're going to want to be on a show with a guy who's your friend. Right. Uh, I did a show at a funeral a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah, how'd like that go? Week. It was fucking weird, man. Was the was the body viewable? No, the body was not viewable, but there was a collage. Who died? Uh... How they die? I don't really want to name names. I mean, you don't have to name names. But like, much. like a forty-two-year-old woman. Like, so he was a white man, aged probably twenty-five to thirty-five. Okay, if I had to guess. Okay. Um. The. He he died. Uh. Under somewhat suspicious circumstances, murder. I would say y- yes. Okay. Yes, murder. Okay. Um, and he was a mid-level courier for a, uh, say, a drug dealer. Okay. The plug. He yeah he he was a plug, mm-hmm. and uh, he made a largish amount of money and drugs disappear. Okay. He was the wolf. No, he he did a bunch of the drugs that he was supposed to sell. Oh. Yeah, he made gotcha. it, in the, it gotcha. in the bad way. He made it yeah. disappear, and they're like, where is our stuff? Yeah. And so his... Okay, this sounds like a nightmare situation. So, yeah. Okay. And so then his employer basically ended that contract. Okay. And his employer also threw the funeral party. So this is like going to like a Suge Knight 
funeral party. Yeah, more or less. Except uh, I would describe it as a rave at a homeless encampment. <laughs> Have you ever been to, to the Maple Valley, Washington? Do you know where that is? Because uh, I, I, I don't. I sort like, of know I was where it there, is, but, and I still yeah. don't. It, it's... It's outside of Renton. Yeah. And yeah. the person sent me the address for the place. And there was like the town of Maple Valley. Yeah. And then the show was like 10 miles away from that, just in mountains. Okay. Like that was the address that he sent me. And I'm like, is this right? And he's like, yeah, it's right. And so we turn off of like the main highway on to the. Who'd you go with? Uh, Gonna 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 plead the fifth. Okay. On that one, uh, the lineup was uh, myself uh-huh. and Robbie uh-huh. and Kyle Bob. And, Too sweet to be there. And it was a strange lineup. And then uh, Casey Phillips. Okay. He he drove them out there, and he got a spot for driving. Okay. Uh, so we go out there, and you know we turn off the highway and onto this like gravel road. And I look at the I look at the, the the navigation. And it's like, oh, we still have eight miles to go on this gravel road. There's like no lights, no properties, uh, and then we kind of pull up to this lot at the end of the gravel road, and it's there's no buildings. Mm-hmm. It's all like parked truck cars and trailers, and this guy, you know, he kind of looks like a like a Mad Max or like a Waterworld character. You know, he's wearing like a vest and his face is all dirty. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, like, oh, we're here for this guy's party. And he's like, yeah, you're in the right place. And so we park and we unpack and it's like, you know, like I said, it's an encampment. And then there's a guy in a big lifted like Ford F-250 with DJ music and lights just like, you know, <laughs> blasting dance hits what color is the truck uh it was like i think a a a dark blue cab okay and then the bed was like modified right so it it was like uh that color but then there was like a big black panel on it Mm -hmm. and they had lights and they had the the uh the collage on the truck of the guy who had died celebrating his uh did he have a cool street name like Little Mousy or like uh Tenus. Really? Yeah. Okay. Big Tenus, which is kind of an oxymoron, but Okay. You know, uh I wasn't there to ask questions, I was there to tell jokes. And how'd that go? Was there uh, a stage? There was not a stage. What was the mic There was situation? also not a microphone. So 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 I was told that the show was at 8. <sighs> and we show up at 8, we're outside and did anyone offer you drugs? Yes. Did you do drugs? Yes, I did do drugs. Good. Um, was it good? It was some very nice uh, cocaine. Did you buy I any? Enjoyed. I, I I kick myself for not having bought some when I was there. Uh huh. Um, but the guy brought out a plate of mushrooms. Okay. Like a dinner plate size, probably stacked six inches high, half a foot high of mushrooms. They were gigantic. Okay. I didn't do any mushrooms, but. Yeah, Everyone I, else there was on mushrooms, okay. on ketamine. Sick. Uh, Weird it, mix, it, but okay. It seemed like they had to like go into the back to find the cocaine. Mm, that's not what they were there that's for. That's not what they were there for. No. And so 8 o'clock rolls by. We're not doing the show. 
8.30 comes by. The comedians are kind of huddling around being like, this is sketchy, right? This is a pretty sketchy situation. I mean, the, the, that lineup, especially... Indoor kids. I love those guys. Yeah. I love those guys. Yeah. I'm, I myself am an indoor kid. I was at that place. That's, I was that, like, is, that is too rugged of a situation. It would have been the perfect venue for you. Sure, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah. Like, you would have been uh, very high. Very yeah, high, oh. very quickly. Yeah. I would place. not have done ketamine, though. Like, I don't, like, that's not a part, in my mind, ketamine is not a party drug. Like, yeah. I, I don't know how people pe- party on it all I the time, don't, though. It makes no sense like, to me. Like, I know that, like, that was like, oh, ketamine is a party drug. People do it and they fucking yeah. uh, do goth dancing. I, I just want to lay on my couch and watch a weird movie. Yeah, well, you can do that. Anyways, so the guys that are running the place, they're like going all over this large property looking for a microphone and three different times they're like, oh, we got a microphone. We found it. And we're like, okay, cool. And then they're like, oh, we don't have the microphone. And so we're like, do we have a microphone? Do we not have a microphone? And at one point it's just like, dude, this show, this show isn't even going to happen. Right. Uh, n- nobody there wanted that comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, How did that happen? How, like, how did, wh- whose idea was that? Uh, the a friend who booked you. Yeah, the friend who booked me does some business with right. those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I figured suggested you know either he suggested or the 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 other guy suggested that oh you could bring some comedians out to to do the show mm-hmm. at this memorial service that would be great. And so, yeah, my name was on that list. I hosted the show. Oh, yeah. Um. It, it was a cold open. Oh yeah, it was really cold and like no seating, just milling about. There, there were like at, on that, drugs. At, the, at the time when it happened, there were maybe twenty people sitting around a campfire. Okay, because it, it was getting chilly. It was sure. late at night. Yeah, uh, and you still don't have a microphone. You're just shouting into I'm the shouting night. Shouting jokes. They'd taken the DJ lights and just kind of upturned them on the ground so that we were lit. Still and flashing. No, I think that they. I think that they got okay. them to be okay. normal. But they were super. They were blinding. Sure, it was hard yeah, to see. yeah, yeah. Um, there were guys that were just like passed out, barely conscious, watching these jokes. There were maybe three laughers. I mean, it was probably like a David Lynchian surreal moment for some of them. Like, what is happening what? right now? What? Like, what? Why? Who is this demon? What is? What are they saying? What? Why is he telling me about the shape of his penis? <laughs> Who is this guy? Um, but yeah, I went. I would say Kyle Bob had the set of the night. Really? Yeah, he really. He's such a sweet guy that just like it counteracts the whole situation. Well, and and the thing about Kyle Bob is like he does almost zero performance. Right. He is just jokes. Yeah. He is jokes and that they're kind of like, they're kind of jokes that hit across every socioeconomic But without a microphone, spectrum. how do they even hear him? Yeah, you know, they, they weren't far away. Okay. They weren't far away. They were listening. For those who don't know Kyle Bob, he he's a very sweet man. He's very funny, but he... He's soft-spoken. He's very soft-spoken. He's got the soul of a poet. Yeah. Yeah. He did really good. Uh... Casey Phillips did well, great, just because he was manic and He's, yelling the whole time. You love it, so he, love it. Yeah, he just carried his own energy the whole way through. I bet they were like, "Yeah, this guy, he gets it." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Robbie struggled a little bit in the okay. second half. Sure, uh, was he doing his like? He, what was he doing? He had the abacus. He did. Ha- I knew it. Yeah, I fucking love that abacus bit, though. Honestly, it fucking kills. It like, counts. Yeah, that joke counts. His oh my god, what a. 
I there's you could not put that joke into words. It doesn't make sense. Only Robbie can do it. Yeah. But like his abacus bit is brilliant. It's just <laughs> it's just fucking brilliant. But yeah, you know, we did our set and we drove back to civilization and uh yeah, fucking I it was probably the most I ever got paid. For a comedy show so far. What'd you get paid? Cool hundred dollars. And no drugs. They're like, here's a hundred bucks and an eight ball. Looking back at it now, I would have been like, be like, hey, can you just give me some drugs? Because like, I feel like I've done that coke before. Just oh. not. In, it's just that it had been stepped on. Yeah. So this was like the, you know, the the main guy's stash. Right. And, you know, it's like it. it it tasted just like Coke. It had like that diesel taste. Right. You know? And it Your was, face goes numb. It was spicy the whole way through. Like right. I wasn't inhaling anything that tasted like just useless powder. Yeah. Which... I've been burned too many times by... Yeah. I don't even like Coke that much. Mm-hmm. And just like I've been burned too many times by I'm just like, ugh. Like I've thrown it away before. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, this yeah. isn't even no, worth... No, you don't even want it. This isn't even worth doing. Like I just got ripped off. Yeah. No, I always get like, I'll get great Coke, but then it's like, oh, I'm sorry, we can't get this anymore. Right. Like meeting a girl who's just out of her slut era. It's not yeah. like that at all. Uh, but yeah, it was a fun time, and maybe I would do it again. I'd do it again. If he, if if the 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 drug pusher kills another person, yeah, exactly. You would do. You should let him know. He's like, got another lieutenant. Yeah, should be like, hey, uh, so one, yeah, I want to do business, and two, you got any more funerals? Yeah, I'm your man. Any funerals in the upcoming future. Hmm. Well, it sounds like a nightmare David Lynchian situation, but also a uh, great story. Great story, you and, know. And uh, you know that's that's good good money. I mean, I'd heard people, you know, before talking about the weirdest gigs that they'd ever done before, and I didn't have anything. Right now, I got something. I tried to get a gig started at a swingers club but like yeah. the whole thing just like fell through and was like not good you got to go got to go through Sean Riccio for that it was well no it wasn't through him but you're not totally wrong no uh, there there have been gigs but Kevin like Egg- Eggleston I don't I think he's in Indiana now yeah like he I just saw a post that he made that uh he did a comedy show or does a comedy show at a swingers club and he was like and then as a testament to how good the comedy was last last night people left the orgy to come watch what was happening wow yeah okay so so dive into the history of the swinger where are we at uh we're at 46 46 i got like i can do like 10 20 more okay um so swinger, the original swingers movement, you know, it originated in the Air Force. I didn't know this. So it was, it was in the Air Force, and it was thing, you know, pe- these guys would form super tight bonds, like in the movie Top Gun. And part of that bonding would be like, oh, you need to take care of my wife if anything happens to me. Because oh. this was like Korean War, Cold War true? era. Yeah, this is true. This is true. This is how this, you know... Uh, not the modern swinging movement, but historically, uh, you know, that's how like wife swapping got started. You know, that's kind of archaic now. You know, we have modern poly sex positive culture, uh, but historically, 
you know, it was it was made by these, uh, you know, jock military pilots. Uh huh. Yeah. And so I'm thinking about, you know, doing a show to those kind of swingers as opposed to like. You know, people who would fat be... Fat goth girls and yeah, black fat, husbands. Right, exactly. And, you know, it's like uh, military bros versus the most liberal slice of Seattle culture you could possibly do. Where do you find those? Which one? The military guys? Yeah. Indiana, I suppose. Like, I'm thinking the sex club that... Uh, that makes... I want to go on a sex club tour. Like, yeah. Like, just, you know what I mean? Just like, mm-hmm. if I could build a career yeah. of just touring swingers clubs in, mm-hmm. uh, like... I feel like that would well, be great. And, and I that's feel the like thing. It would, it would like, be a good niche for me. E- even like the nomenclature, like swingers are a totally different thing. Yeah. Like when you say swingers, it, it's kind of implied that it's that old school, like key party partner swapping thing. Right. And and now much more the thing is like people will just like build polycules. Yeah. And there will be like more of a poly scene. Right. More into like ecstatic dance and stuff. I need to look into this. I need to build a game show element into pre orgy nights. You know what I mean? Like have some sort of comedy game show situation where mm-hmm. like you'd stand up, but yeah. it's also like, like a comedy game. There, there's show there's some Japanese like sex comedy game shows. That doesn't surprise me. Where like, you know, guys will be sat and like, you can't see what's going on from the waist down and chicks are sucking them off. Oh, and it's like okay, you have to make this guy come in like such and such amount of time, and if you can resist for this amount of time, like you get prizes. Damn, no, that's the, that's a genius the idea. The chicks will like suck their dick, and then be like, hey, you have to guess who sucked your dick now. Oh, and then it's like you know three hot chicks and Mike Ditka. Yeah, <laughs> dude, Ditka, you know he could fucking he could gulp that glizzy baby. Hmm. This this is a genius idea. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's so many sex clubs across the country that like it would be it just seems like a logical move just be able to like like skip the comedy club. Like, obviously I want to do that, but just yeah. like get some reps and go a different route sure. of like just touring weirdo sex clubs. Well, it, the, the the difficulty is like and once you build a name like in a couple, like it starts there's a small community. My 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 initial thought is that that's not what people are going to sex clubs for. They're going for a night out, and like a lot of them have like a pre pre fuck mixer. You know what I mean? Because like that's you're true. you're trying you're trying to like loosen people up, loosen people up, get new people comfortable, just like make it a chill environment. You can't just go straight into fuck mode. Like yeah. you gotta like you gotta get a few drinks, you gotta hang out, you gotta yeah, see yeah, your friends, yeah. you gotta it's a social thing. I could see it working at, like, nudist colonies. Sure. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I've done naked comedy before. Yeah? How naked did you get? Dick out, baby. Dick out. Full nude. I would go, like, uh, Winnie the Pooh style. Okay. I'd go with, like, you know, a t-shirt. It was fun. something clever. Honestly, like, it it was fun. Get Uh, stuck in a jar of honey. (laughs) Oh, uh, bother. Yeah, I did it at the Portland Maine Comedy Festival. I hosted a naked show. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I still wear shoes. Well, you yeah. got standards here. Yeah. You know, you bring a dog in, but it has to wear the service dog vest. The first time I did comedy uh, on rollerblades, I was wearing a tiny American, like American flag top hat on my dick. That's pretty good. Was it over the dick or like on top of the dick head? Over, like holding all my junk in. Gotcha. 
See, I think I would rather have like the dick, and then it's like the dick is wearing the yeah, American I had flag. To co- I had to cover hat. it up a little bit. You had to cover it up. Yeah, I had to cover it up. Like a dick top hat and like a dick beard. Yeah. Yeah. Uncle like Sam. A, a, a reverse Merkin. <laughs> That's more of an inverse Merkin. It's the. It would go underneath the it's dick. It's like the mullet Merkin. Angela Merkin. Angela Merkel. Fuck. I always forget the names of German prime ministers. Angela Lansbury just died. Hmm? Now she's the murder that they wrote. You ever watch Bed Knobs and Broomsticks? Yeah, it was crazy. That was a weird movie. They were trying to get re- they were trying to repeat the Mary Poppins formula. I don't know what the fuck was going on. Like if you I don't not know what the plot of that movie is, but I've seen it a thousand times. Uh is it like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and Mary Poppins had a baby? Kind of, with yeah. like animals from, like they reused footage from Robin Hood in there and just Oh, like, smart. There was like, I don't know, just a ton of weird shit in that movie. Uh, have you ever seen My Mother the Car? Yes, maybe. That's not Angela Lansbury though, right? I don't think so. Was she in yeah, Bed Knobs and Broomsticks? Yeah, yeah. If Angela Lansbury was in My Mother the Car, I'd be very surprised. Yeah. Yeah. She used to be hot. Yeah, you know. So did I. I'm just getting hotter. Just getting hotter. I am. I think I am. Megan, what do you think? So we could like to welcome uh, Megan KD. Yeah. To the couch. She's here. She's here. Yeah. Don't don't listen to that voice in the background. No. No, not really. Uh, all right, I got soup on the stove. Yeah. You gotta. I gotta go. You gotta go to it's work. Like comedy mines. Yeah. Stand at the door. I brought my phone charger. I'll be okay. Yeah. Apparently, Rick. Uh. Knows that I like telling people we're sold out. Whereas, which is not like a secret, but like when you're sold out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, when we're actually sold, I'm not like leaving seats empty and be like get sure. fucked, but like. It does bring me a little bit of joy to be like, oh, I'm sorry, no, we're sold out. But to solve this problem in the future, just buy them online ahead of time. Sure. And so the Wednesday mic pre-sales have been going up since yeah. this has been happening. Uh, it's going to create a problem. But Reese apparently hates turning people away. He feels bad about it. Well, he's a sweet guy. He's sweet, a sweet guy. Yeah. I just feel like it makes the club more exclusive and you know, it's like more fun that You way. do love exclusion. I do. And gatekeeping. Yeah. I'm a I'm an honest gatekeeper though, I'm a I'm not a dick about it. I'm like a Kafka esque gatekeeper. I'm like I want people to jump through hoops that don't exist. No, I'm a, I'm a solid gatekeeper. I've had I've, recently in the last few weeks, I've had a couple noob newer comics reach out to me about various advice things. Yeah, and then they implement it, and then they come back and they say that really helped. Thank what you. kind of advice? Hosting, like, what are your tips on just like? You know, I've never hosted before. What do I need to know? How do I approach it? Just kill the vibe as hard as you yeah. can. And I just, I don't know, give some advice on how to host. And yeah. they said it worked really well. Sweet. You're a mensch. Yeah. You're a pillar of the community. All right. Ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Peace. Bye. <laughs>